You're listening to the Fan Controlled Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. Your home for all things fan control. Up next, back to work with Leighton Batiste and Josh Makuga. Get your ear holes ready. It's time to get back to work. I am ready for it, Leighton. He's ready. It's a big day, Josh. It's Monday. It's Monday. We're back to work. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) You're Okay, tell the people where you are right now, Leighton. I'm in the Big Apple. I'm in New York City specifically. I'm in Soho. So, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. You're hot. You're hot right now. I'm hot. I'm hot. Okay, so there's a restaurant in Soho. It's called Cipriani. Okay, they have a few locations. Cipriani. Okay, Cipriani mm-hmm. downtown. Now, they're famous for a couple things. Uh, they are famous for their peach bellinis, uh, okay. a pappardelle dish, and a pizza. I mean, this, the restaurant's fantastic. Now, I went there in 2006. Okay, I was living in New York. Mm-hmm. I went with my cousin and my aunt and my uncle. And guess who came down and sat next to us with their entourage of about 14 people? Derek Jeter. No. Alex Rodriguez. No. Were they an athlete? No. Oh, okay. Um, JMP in the house. Jay-Z and Beyonce sit next to what? us at Cipriani downtown. Okay? No they walk in. I wasn't, I wasn't even going to go that route. Okay. Wow. Freddie Amarillenchak, good to see you. Uh, I got home an hour ago in bed now. Don't know if I'll make it through this whole show awake. Oh, Freddie just had – his brother just got married. Congratulations to Freddie's brother. Oh, uh, yeah. Made puns throughout the whole wedding. So – the whole table orders Bellinis, right? Now, I didn't know that they were famous. My aunt and uncle didn't know. We just knew we wanted a good Italian restaurant and people had recommended. So my aunt leans over to Jay-Z because it's on those, those old tables, like Italian restaurants, all picked. So Jay-Z is like right here and my aunt is here. Like they're shoulder to shoulder. And he leans, she leans over. She goes, hello. Uh, I was wondering what you were drinking. And Jay-Z was like, it's a Bellini. And she's like, should we get one? And he's like, I don't know. She's like, would you mind if I tried your Bellini? And he's like, absolutely. Jay-Z gives her the Bellini. What? She tries it, hands it back. She's like, ooh, that's delicious. We'll have four of those. And Jay-Z thought it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah, so for the fans, before we even had this show today, I pitched the idea to Josh that he should become the new most interesting man on earth for Dos Equis. I'll take it. There's not a single place in this, like on this planet that he hasn't been. And he doesn't know anybody. That's crazy, like... <laughs> Okay, that's the craziest story. <laughs> and that's not that's not even the beginning of my New York stories. I could regale you uh, as over a beer at the Spring Lounge at the corner of Spring and Mulberry. It's the greatest. It's the greatest dive bar in the world. And Leighton, you have to go and just give me your honest review of okay. the dive bar. It is the, one of the scariest bathrooms you'll ever go in, mostly because it's super thin. Like you might hit your shoulders while standing, like trying to pee. It's it's super. It's room enough for one person to go in there. Uh, if I reach behind the toilet, do I get a Handgun, then I have to take out the correct the cop, the dirty cop, and uh, uh, what was it? The mayor? No, no, it no, it was the dirty and... cop and the the gangster that was trying to bring in heroin. Yeah, okay, so I gotta take them out and then I got I gotta book yeah. it, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, I have a meltdown. Okay, correct, correct. Yeah. Drop the gun, run mm-hmm. out. Okay, terrible move, by the way. <laughs> I know, <laughs> like, bad move. Yeah. Uh, welcome everybody to Back to Work. We're here every single Monday. Myself, Josh McCuga, fan controlled late, Leighton Batiste. Up at Fordham. He went to Fordham's graduation and spent two yeah. and a half hours on a subway. Tell the people what a Monday afternoon subway ride is like in New um, York. No, it's a lot of people. And there's not a single area in this country I would ever try anyone like the Bronx. Like the Bronx, 
they look like they're from the Bronx. They have the attitude like they're from the Bronx. It's the typical image of like the guy with the white tank and the blue pants and the Tims just got off of work. And then the, the mother who worked at the hospital, she's tired and giving you mean like, oh, like, yeah, it's just, it's just grimy. You know, it's a, it's a vibe. It's yeah, no, it's a vibe. And uh, the train, I mean, the sun was out, train got stuck. And I look up, Yankee Stadium is right there. Like, it's everything. everything Gorgeous. Man. New York. New York. New York. Um, so, uh, I mean, big week here at, at Fan Controlled Sports Entertainment. Tonight is the Sports Emmys. We're going to get into that a little bit later. We were nominated for two of them this year. Uh, I would be happy with one win, but I'm not just happy to be nominated anymore. I'm just, I'm just not. Oh, no, no. I want to win. I'm winning. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. We're we're on our Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh Jigga Man Porto, uh, good to see you in the chat, buddy. We love you. Uh said, Yeah, buddy, the Bronx. JMP is a New York dude, diehard Yankees, everything. Fun fact, every time I see anything Knicks, and I probably met Jigga twice. Every time I see anything Knicks, I think of him immediately. Immediately. Right? I don't know what it is, but I think of him when I hear Yankees, Jets, or Knicks, especially Knicks. Yes, right? especially yeah. Yeah, there. You know, that's really good branding on his part. When yeah. people think of you immediately, right? Yeah. Like, what do people think of me, Layton? Steelers. Thank yeah. you. Pittsburgh. Always, always, right? Yeah. And when I think of you, I think of just one smooth Atlanta dude. Thank you. Oh wow. Just one wow. smooth Atlanta dude. You've got that Atlanta vibe to you. You know, you walk yeah. into a room and everybody, it, everybody calms down just a little bit when Layton's in the room. You know, appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of people that should not be calm right now, that would be Lakers fans. Uh, <laughs> let's get into our first one. Yeah. Uh, Jim, hit it. Back to work. Yes. All right. The Lakers are down 3 0 tonight. They go, uh, go. Are you going for a win just to avoid the sweep or? Are you go like, is this the turnaround? Do they win four straight? Is this even possible, Layton? Well, we'll see. If you're a Lakers fan, you're kind of in a like you're in a slump, but you're happy because of what oh, right here. This is this is literally what I was getting to. Right. You could get swept tonight, but it could also be your quickest way to hurry up and get this Kyrie deal done mm. tonight and look towards next season. So okay. okay. Oh, hold on, I'll take that down. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Lakers in seven bench D low right now. Uh, uh, it, okay, here's here's what I'm thinking. Okay, first of all, this uh, like I put it right there. Could this be LeBron's last dance here? Is this our last look at LeBron winning a championship? No. If if they get Kyrie, no. No. You think they want to play together again? If I don't think they want to, it's. How can I, I'm trying to figure out like a superhero, whatever, but it's like they don't want to work together, but they just have to. Like, no matter what, they, I mean, are they like Batman Joker, where it's like no matter what, they just can't get rid of each other, like they need each other? I was thinking more like Bruce Banner and the Hulk, like oh. early Hulk. Yeah. Right? Okay. Because Bruce Banner is a genius scientist. Let's call him LeBron. Okay. Hulk is a madman that he can't control, a la. Kyrie. Kyrie. <laughs> okay. A guy that when you need him to smash something can, but a okay, lot of times well, he like, smashes a lot in his, in his path that you don't want him to smash. Are you saying when LeBron gets angry, he gets shorter? 
<laughs> uncontrollable his purple shorts explode off of his body yeah yeah, yeah. uh ovio ghost said it batman needs robin to come back after he had been nightwing oh wow a nightwing reference that's the first time it's happened on this show yeah well done that's, that's well done right there yes well yeah done. no yeah. I, I because you know lebron doesn't want to go out like this and there hasn't no. the last game was the closest game and it was still by midway through the fourth quarter, it was game in hand. Yeah. Right? And we've been talking about this since the beginning of the playoffs, that the Denver Nuggets are not do not have that winning tradition yet. But this mm -hmm. could be their Steph Curry over the hump year, where Nikola Jokic doesn't yeah. get the regular season MVP. They were probably the best team in the West for a majority of the year. Yep. They had the most riding going into this playoff season. Yeah. Like LeBron and, and company are playing on house money for the most part. And I'd argue the Nuggets have the most fuel. It, it, and it's just because of that whole MVP thing. Um, I think for Jokic, that's that's what's fueling him. It's like, you know, you didn't give me the MVP, but I'll go get what MB will probably never get, in my opinion, mm -hmm. that trophy. So, uh, Freddie Airmail says, nah, uh, when he gets mad, he loses a little bit more hair. <laughs> Tough look, tough look. Who has the worst hair in the NBA, Leighton, uh, Kevin Durant or LeBron James? I'm going to go with Katie. Yeah. As somebody that has awful hair, like I have no hair, and every time I grow it out just a little bit, I'm like, oh, God, I'm hideous. I, I don't think Amber would stop doing the overshot of the huddle. Oh, like, oh. just save Katie. Yeah. Okay, there's three people in sports that need to shave their head. Because here's the thing. We talked about this last season a bunch, Leighton. Black dudes with shaved heads look awesome. If they have a beard. If they have a beard. Yeah. White dudes with shaved head just look really sad and a dad <laughs> until they throw until I mean, thank God I have a beard, Leighton. Because if I didn't, you'd be like, man, Makuga, just <laughs> retire into like a toll booth and collect money in like, you know, yeah. upstate New York somewhere. Be pretty breaking badish. Yeah, maybe I go goatee, like yeah. must anyway. So <laughs> There are three people that I think would look awesome with just like, just go the shaved head route. Jordan yeah. did it. And Jordan, yeah. Jordan's head is now iconic. Yeah. Okay. LeBron James, easy. That's an easy one. KD, easy. Yeah. You know the third one I'm going to say? Tiger Woods. Buzz the head. Buzz the head. No. I'm, mm. Are you going to, you're going to argue Tiger with the recede? If you're talking about an over-the-top shot, you know, you know why it's I don't really think of him is because he always has the hat. So he at least saves us by wearing his hat. Yeah, but he takes it off at the end, and then he shows up to like all yeah. of his public appearances with no hat on. Okay. He's a jacked golfer. Buzz the head. You're talking intimidation factor. But he's got to grow something else. He can grow a beard. He has before. And he can grow a mustache, and he's done the goatee before. I'd res yeah, I'd respect him if he had the. Because like, what is your like, look called? Pure clean. Oh no. What is your look called? Is it just is it French painter? Is that what we call this? John. The Jean Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a solid chin beard with a with a you know well crossed. I'm trying muscle. to get it to go up just a little bit. If I could get it here, I'll be good. I'll be good. Layton, I had more facial hair than you in the sixth grade. Oh God, that's a problem. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Have you um? Who is it? Isn't there? 
some reveal just happened on Simpsons or like one of the kids. They show that now when he goes home, he's actually like an undercover cop. There's <laughs> <laughs> like all this time they thought he was just like the annoying kid, but this entire series, he's actually been an undercover cop. So like he gets home. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm the only cop out here. He's like a sixth grader. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Airmel says Trey Young? Question mark. I think Trey Young yeah, has yeah. good hair, right? No. 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 Oh, oh, is it thin and pretty? But bad? he will look, no. See, now he will look cool. He would. He would look kind of like Mega Mind if he did it. Mm-hmm. But if he goes bald with just the mustache and goatee, first the fire graphics because everybody likes to draw Trey with either ice or fire around him. It yeah. Will look okay. Cool. Yeah. He needs to go bald. He yeah. Needs to go bald. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, I held on for dear life until my brother finally pulled me aside and he was like, "It's time, bud. It's time." Oh yeah, we bullied my friend into it. <laughs> he just did it. It was a college. You're like, look, just stop. Just give up. Come on. I have friends that spend thousands of dollars a year. And when I say thousands, I mean like in the, not in the six figures, but in the mid five figures to keep the hair on their head. Oh, yeah, no, just give up. It's yeah. Okay. You have to often injections, pills, laser hats, uh, uh, laser treatments, uh, constant like uh, manicuring of it. it. It's a lot that goes into keeping your hair as a bald man. I don't have the money or the care. I think I have a good shaped head. Yeah, yeah no. Hope I never have to. I mean, we can't all be Afro. We can't all be sexy gym hair. Right. No, we can't. We can't. Uh, Jim, what's next? Back to work. All right. Yeah. Let's stick in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Who do we think deserves this more? Jokic or Butler? I'm going Jimmy only because of his journey in the NBA. Okay. Right. Um, I mean, we remember him in Minnesota. We remember him in Philly. It seems like everywhere he's gone up until here, he's always stood out as like the only one on the team with the mentality to really grind it out. When I think we talked about it on the show, everyone says Tatum or Booker, they're the next Kobe. When in fact, I think Jimmy Butler is the only one in the league that has that mentality like that. I think so. This is it. So then he gets to go to Miami, which is known as an organization for having this, like, get after it, grind out basketball. They have to pass some, like, physical tests just to make the team. And they're finally here. So I think Jimmy deserves it. Like, I think Jimmy has been one of the – he's caused the lead. He's caused, like, the least trouble as a superstar in the league. Mm-hmm. He's not hopping around because he's trying to find a ring. He's just hopping around because that's just how the game has worked. But, like, everywhere he's gone, he's been that guy. So I'm rooting for Jimmy Butler. If – so at OVO Go said Jimmy definitely has done more with less. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, listen, the Heat beat the number one seed, and everyone's like, oh, it's kind of a one and done situation. And here they are up 3 0 right. on the Celtics, who right. look all of a sudden look so pedestrian. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like they flip. Like the Heat are like, no, we're a true number two seed. The Celtics look like, yeah, we survived the play in and it caught up with us. Yeah. Look. I mean, I, I don't think this. Like, I, I think right now the Bucks gave up, gave up obviously a better fight, yes. the Heat than than the number two Celtics seed. Yeah, and I think it's because they they've come into all three games expecting to win mm-hmm. and not actually earning the victory. Yeah, yeah, a little like this. Yeah, Tatum, yeah. Tatum hasn't even really. I mean, he's kind of working with like a paint by numbers instead of being the artist that he is. Yeah, exactly. 
That's and, and, well, it's going to hurt them because what I think Jalen Brown, he was eligible for like a two hundred thirty-five million dollar contract this year. The next year, Tatum's eligible for over three hundred million. Cool. Um, and of course, us Hawks fans, we think Tatum's coming to Atlanta. I mean, uh, Jalen Brown's coming to Atlanta. So, yeah, we'll see. What do you think uh, if if the if Jimmy Butler does like let's just say the Nuggets win? Yeah. I, I have no no. There's no chance that. I think if either team has a chance, I think the Lakers have a chance to come back against the Nuggets. I'm not saying it'll happen, but I think they could win two straight and no, we could be looking at a game six that's like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Right? But mm-hmm. I think the Celtics have come to come in and just been like, well. This is it. Start booking tea times, boys. It's over. Right? <laughs> Cancun. Yeah, Cancun. <laughs> there's a there's a t- uh, Twitter page called Lake Show Yo, and he's he's been hilarious because he keeps posting – uh, graphics of the NBA finals on like a random basketball court in Cancun. <laughs> yep. Lakers Celtics. <laughs> like, here we go. It was battle for trophy 18. <laughs> like, it, was uh, it was really good. Yes. Okay. So, uh, but I, if, if Jimmy Butler and the heat don't win this title, yeah. it's clear that for the last three to four years, he and that team have been formidable, mm-hmm. but just good enough to get there. Yeah. So what do you give him in order to make that next leap? This is if they don't win, if they don't win a title. Do you give him a Joel Embiid? Do you take Joel Embiid and put him in Miami? Do you give him, do you give him someone like a, like a. Well, that's, but that's, that's if you believe Jimmy can really get in the head of a Joel Embiid. Like, can he really get Joel to play above? Cause I don't, I don't think James Harden is the kind of vocal leader on the court to light that fire under okay. Embiid the way Jimmy Butler did in Philly, right? Um, actually, I'd argue Jimmy would probably want this Embiid better than the one he had when he was in Philly. Okay. That one was still learning the game. Um, but I would. I'd hit the market. I, I think that if if they make it there and they don't win, it proves to you that Jimmy's a guy you can go play with and win with. Right. Like, proving it. Like, I'm I'm that guy. So. And would you, would you if you were a free agent looking for that title, would you rather go – to the Nuggets, or would you rather go to the Heat? To the Heat, because they're quiet. They were truly a number two seed. They just had injuries and underperformed. And then once the team got together, they showed you like, no, we're actually the true number two team in the East. Gotcha. So yeah, I, I'm going to play with Jimmy. Do you think that Bam Adebayo has the best name in the NBA? Yeah. I also right. like this. Have you seen this highlight tape? I mean, I saw the highlights from last night, and they were incredible. Oh, no, there's a highlight tape of him, and it's every injury caused by him. <laughs> it's, like, it's, just, it's just him hurting everybody in the league. Like, just, you go for a layup, and Bam is there. He just, Somehow he always ends up just landing on you. And then, bam, bam. Yep, that's what it is. Do they, keep, do, they do the bam, bam? No, they don't on that one. <laughs> I was talking to – I was telling my wife uh, – I, I've been in Pittsburgh now for, God, it feels like two years, but I've been here for like a week and a half. And mm-hmm. um, I saw some friends from high school this past weekend and we were talking and uh, there was this family that lived up the street from us and their dad like built a mini hockey rink like in their side yard, okay. like dug it out. Like It was awesome. And his one son's name was Josh. And I looked up to this kid because he's about six or seven years older than me. He played hockey like he was cool. But his older brother had the best nickname and he still goes by it. Like when he introduces himself, he says, mm-hmm. and his name is Buff. Buff Shuttleworth. Listen to that name again. Buff Shuttleworth. What sport did he play? Hockey. 
Uh, he sounds more like a fullback. Yeah, I mean, he could have been. Or but... like he played outside linebacker. Yes. For like Nebraska in the 90s when they were like a national champion power. Like, yeah, like Nor- like uh, Osborne had, yeah. his, had his buff Shuttleworth back there. He didn't have many touchdowns, but he rushed for so many yards and he blocked the hell out of oh, forever yeah. whoever wanted him. Man's man. Yes. A true yeah. American. Like Carries a keg on his shoulder, no yeah, problem. Yeah. 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 Once like chopped down a tree just by kicking it. Mm-hmm. Like, like ran can, like, into it. in the mirror and just build his own mullet. Like he doesn't go to the barber. His hair just gets in place. It's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Buff Shuttleworth. <laughs> I mean. What, wait, but what's his like real name? I have no idea. No idea. Wow. And I don't think I want to know. No. Why do you need to know? Why would I know? All you I mean, need to know is I'm buff. I'm buff. I, I mean, imagine you're a dude in high school and you're dating somehow, you're dating a very pretty girl in high school. Yeah. And she's, and all of a sudden, Buff Shuttleworth shows up. Oh, it's like the You stand worst. no chance. It's like that typical episode of a early 90s teen show. Like, what was the one? It, it was right here. Yeah. You know which one I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're in high school, Bayside High School. What was it called? Saved by the Saved Bell. By the Bell. Yeah, he seems like that that one character on Saved by the Bell is just like, oh, here's yeah. a buff. Oh, buff. Look look what Freddie Airmail did in the chat. This is classic Freddie. Played hockey at Penn State, apparently. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Now I want the jersey though. I know, but I won't tell you Josh. He knows what Buff's real name is. Okay. I'm telling you right now. I yeah, thank you. I don't want to know. I'm, I'm guessing. Let's guess. What do you think the real name of Buff is? I'm going to say William. I'm going with, like, Peter. Peter? Okay. Freddie? Peter Shuttlesworth. Freddie, what do you got? Tell us. Mm. This is the, the whole world is waiting. I feel like saying, neither of those. Whoa. Whoa. But who was closest? Yeah, who was who was like based on the first letter? Who was closer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lay is closer. Uh, like it, just by alphabetical? Like, is it the same letter? <laughs> if anyone's tuning in, they're like, who are they talking to? What, what are they talking about? We're talking about the legend that is Buff Shuttleworth. It's a Buff real person. His his brother Josh Shuttleworth uh, was all he he was a good dude. They I think they both went to Penn State. Um they were, I mean, they again. They never gave Josh a cool nickname either. Like, no, it's just Josh and Buff. You can't, you can't be in the same family. OVO Ghost says Paul. Uh, no, you can. I think I don't think you can be in the same family and have two kids with nicknames. You, right, like, Layton, like Buff and Braun, like Buff Shuttlesworth, and no, that's whack. No, right? Yeah, you're yeah. not Buff. Like, yes, yeah. Okay, so like, okay, you're you have brothers, right? You have a couple yeah. brothers. Any of them have like nicknames that they go by? No, they're Ray and Jay. See, Ray, yeah. Jay, and Lay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's really it. Ray, Jay, and Lay. Raymond, Jamond, and Layton. No. <laughs> Lionel, Lyndon. <laughs> they're it's based on their middle names. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. That's the funny. Like, oh, is that your brother yeah. Ray? Yeah. Rayton <laughs> and Jayton. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> this took a total tangent. That's like Jim. George Foreman do that to all of his kids? Like George, George. George and Georgina? Yep. They're all yeah. Georges. I'd, I'd have to find yeah. him. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, Jim, bring us back. Work. Bring us back. Okay. All right, this is your segment. This is mine. Leighton, I'm going to break this down for you. Okay. Okay. All right. This weekend at the PGA Championship, uh, Brooks Kepka won. He, you know, he's a live guy, which you know is the Saudi backed golf league that is disrupting yeah. the whole sport. The PGA has a problem with it, but there is a rule when you win a PGA Championship or if you qualify by certain things, they 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 didn't sue their way in, but they weren't they weren't about to like take this to litigation, and the PGA didn't really want to like go really like go down that road. Yeah. So they qualified via the official world golf ranking or because, because Brooks Kepka has already won two of them. He is qualified in perpetuity basically for the PGA okay. championship. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a couple of the live guys were up there near the top, uh, which, you know, good for them. And, and they've never, nobody's ever said that they were bad golfers. It's just a shame that they left the tour because we don't get to see them all the time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, a couple of years ago, Brooks Kepka said, I don't really care about any of the other tournaments. All I care about is the majors, a very like Tiger Woods like attitude. Well, he won four and then he had a major knee injury. He had some just he couldn't get over this injury. He lost his swing, which is something that happens often to golfers. It, it is it's like Chuck Knobloch and throwing it to first base. Right. I mean, you can you can mentally lose your swing. The story of Ian Baker Finch is uh, on another planet. The guy won a, a British Open, I think, or it was the Masters, and a year later couldn't break 90. Like He just lost his entire swing, lost his entire golf game. Anyway, Brooks Kepka showed up at the Masters, almost won the Masters. Didn't choke it away, but just didn't have a great Sunday and lost to John Rump. This past Sunday, he was in a dogfight with Victor Hovland. As, uh, he's, he's a Dutch guy, younger dude, but the, and, and he pulled it out. There was Victor Hovland, uh, sculled one in a bunker, had an embedded lie, had to take a penalty. It was wild. Anyway, the story of this PGA Championship late, is a man by the name of Michael Block. He is a club professional, a teaching pro out of a, a Tribuco Canyon, California, near Mission Viejo. Viejo, Viejo okay? mm -hmm. Rock the block. He's the roadblock. Um, and... What the PGA does is they have a tournament for the, all of the teaching professionals, the club professionals that you call them, to mm -hmm. make the PGA championship. And 20 of them make it every year. Okay. 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 U.S. Open, anybody can qualify for the U.S. Open. You have to have like a, a 2 or a 1.5 handicap or better, and you can go through U.S. Open qualifying to qualify for the U.S. Open. PGA championship, you have to be a professional golfer. You can, No amateurs get into the PGA championship. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now – the club professionals sometimes will like compete a little bit, maybe on the first day, there'll be like a flash, whatever. This guy made it the whole weekend. He shot even par all the way through Saturday. And he was, and the course was playing so hard. He was in like 11th place. And it was this story because this never, ever happens. Like ever does this happen. Rarely do they even make the cut because it's so hard to be a professional golfer. Okay. Goes in yesterday. He's paired with Rory McIlroy, arguably the best player in golf okay right. mm -hmm. he's having a decent day he steps up to 15 a par three now the crowds are getting bigger and bigger because he's not competing to win but he's still like the story of the weekend that this yeah. this guy that nobody's ever heard of is beating <clears throat> the world's best okay gotcha. right? steps up to 15 hole in one dunked it like not bounce in whoop, hit the pin drop Dunked it. Hole in one. After everything that he's done, like he is, he is the number one story. Everybody wants to talk to him. He's this feel good story. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's 
It's unlike anything you can ever do in any other sport. It's not like there's a guy that's teaching kids how to like throw the football on the weekends or like during the week, like a quarterback coach. And then all of a sudden the Steelers are like, Hey, we need you for the Super Bowl." That's literally what it would be like. Right. And he's playing Patrick Mahomes and he's somehow in it in like the second quarter. Right. Okay. Now does, do they lose 50 to 30? Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, they, they do, they get smoked, but <laughs> for one brief moment in time, Michael block was leading the PGA championship. And he stuck through it the whole weekend. And because he came in tied for 15th, he qualifies for next year's tournament. And he got an exemption to go play in another PGA event this upcoming weekend. Oh, wow. Take that. And his sons, Mm -hmm. two really good golfers, are trying to qualify for the U.S. Open this week. Crazy family golf. And then add on top of that, he gets he dunks a hole in one in front of ten thousand people and Rory McIlroy. It's cool, it's cool. There isn't, I, I mean, seriously. If, if this was as mainstream, so like I know golf has a huge following. I've learned yeah. more about golf in this past couple of months than yes. ever. But if golf had the kind of mainstream coverage as the NFL, mm-hmm. this would be the greatest sports story of all time. Though. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. So, Seriously, here's here's what it is. Because I don't know if you know this, but hockey usually only has two goalies on the bench. Mm-hmm. And if they go out, there's a person there that works at the – that, like, is just for the stadium, mm-hmm. not for the team, is at the stadium that needs – will come in and be a goalie. It's happened a couple times. I swear to God. he He's, like, a very good goalie. Oh, okay. Never mind. I don't know. Not a lot. Yeah. Right, it happened a couple of years ago in Toronto. The guy stopped a couple shots and actually got the victory oh, late, wow. late in the third period. I think he was only in the game for like ten minutes. Whatever, it's a crazy story. But imagine this, okay? You're a great high school quarterback. You go and play quarterback at, mm, I don't know, maybe like Kansas. Mm-hmm. Not not a, not a pure blood Division one school, but a Division one school. Yeah. You play your junior and senior year. You play pretty decent. Mm-hmm. You decide, hey, I'm going to go coach high school football. Okay? You're coaching all these kids. It's a really cool thing. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, you say, uh, Dan Rooney, Art Rooney, calls you from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, hey, Layton, Sorry, I, know you, I know you played uh, college football 15 years ago. This guy's 46, Layton. He's 46 like years old. This, it's Pass through it. This is like, you know, that Scott Bakula when he goes back, Necessary Roughness. You ever see that movie? Yeah. Yeah. But bigger. This is, I'm telling this is one of four majors in golf, and he competed. <laughs> he beat John Rom, number one player in the world, beat him by six shots. He beat Tony Finau, the number seven ranked player in the world, by 20 strokes. Layton, this is I, it, does he not have somewhat of an advantage because he's a pro teacher? Like, no, these no. other guys practice golf nonstop. They play golf all the time. Teaching pros, if if you know, I mean, most teaching pros don't play a ton of golf because they're constantly working. A, a club professional teaches golf and tries to sell as much stuff out of the pro shop as they can because they get a bonus from what they sell out of the pro shop. Okay. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And then they'll do like teaching lessons well, where they'll like go out and play like four or five holes. And then maybe they'll go and play like, maybe it's like 6.30 at night and they've only got about an hour of daylight left and like the course is kind of empty. Then they might go out and play like five or six holes. Okay. Yeah, but again, Leighton, this guy is 46 years old. Yeah. You don't seem you don't seem as floored by this. I have to make the comparison. That's why it's like NBA Finals. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. here we go. NBA Finals. There's a guy in the crowd that is really good in his rec basketball league. Mm-hmm. Like he's the best one. Everybody talks about it. Like God, that guy's so good at basketball. He played in college. He played a little bit overseas right after college, but never really did anything. And he's been like a I don't know like a high school. <laughs> Freddie's like that's like older than Josh. Yeah, it is. Okay, it's not even Lin Sanity. It's not Lin Sanity. Lin Sanity was in the G League. This guy is teaching lessons in Mission Viejo, California. Lin Sanity, he was actually trying to make it in the NBA. This guy is just a teaching professional that each year tries to like qualify for the PGA Championship because you can do that. Right. So imagine this guy, and all of a sudden they like. All of the guys have gotten hurt. The Miami Heat are down to four players. And they're like, hey, do you know uh, Leighton Batiste is in the crowd? Do you guys remember Leighton Batiste? He was kind of like a local legend a little bit. Played like great court guy. Uh, Riverdale, Georgia. Had like the, the court sense that we hadn't seen. He was pretty decent in Greece. But like, ah, he just never really panned out. He's sitting two rows back with his wife and two kids. Should we get him a uniform? And then you come in and, sh- and score 25 points in the NBA Finals. That's what this is like. Okay. <laughs> I get it now. I'm just trying to think of what movies have like taught us this over time. Like, as this, only one I can think of is the replacements. Yeah, sure. I'll That's give you the replacements. Yeah, yeah. And even then, it didn't really. Yeah, I mean, it kind of had the same storyline. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, I'm guarantee you they're going to try and make a movie out of this guy's life, but it's just like you know he's. No, Linsanity was in the NBA. I know. He, was, he already made a team. He was good enough to be there. Uh, okay, uh, Jim, we got a couple more. Uh, speaking of getting back to work. I'm sorry I went on that rant. I had to get it across to you, Leighton. I had to get it there. I got it. I got it now. You got it. Okay. Uh, speaking of uh, basketball and movies, I watched that White Men Can't Jump yeah. reboot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I really like uh, Jack Harlow. I like yeah. his music. I like his vibe. I like how he's always like doing nice stuff for people, right? Seems Only like have a real... one bad performance from him that I didn't like, and I don't think it was his fault. What was it? I think it was what twenty. Either it was his past season or the last college football season. They had um, college game day had him perform at Ohio State. Oh, and it, they chose a really bad song for him. Okay, that was really it. Other than that, yeah, yeah, he's dope, dude. Right? He's sick. Okay. Um, I didn't even know really who he was until like, so I think, oh, that's Jack Harlow. Not in this movie, but like a couple of years ago or whatever, maybe mm-hmm. a year ago. He did, like he sort of exploded on the scene. What, like two years ago? Yeah, like it, out of nowhere. His last album was bad. It was really bad. Okay. Yeah, but he's sort of like the um, the the post Malone that you would bring home to your mom. Yes, he is. You know, he's the post Malone next door. He's like best friends with FCF owner Drewski. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like sweetheart of a guy. Yeah. Anyway. The first White Men Can't Jump is a tour de force of cinema. Yes. Okay? Yeah. 
Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson at their best. Yeah, to go from Woody to – I know where you're going. Go okay. ahead. Yeah. Now, if you're going to remake this movie, White Men Can't Jump, I don't know why you would. It's not like it's like worthy of a remake. Mm-hmm. Nobody's asking for it. Right. Right. Yeah. I, nobody's sitting around a, a conference table in a Hollywood thing like, you know, we should remake. White, <laughs> White men can't jump. Yeah. White men can't jump. Yeah. Because if there's anything this world needs now, it's uh, more racially insensitive movies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, who who cares about the white people? I don't care. Half the stuff in White Men Can't Jump is is racially insensitive to black people. Like, it, it's not great. It's not great. Okay. So they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to do it. I, I think the world is ready. I think after 20, I think after COVID, I think this is the perfect time for a white man can't jump reboot. Yeah, not terrible. Leighton, when I tell you they almost like took the script and just recast it, mm-hmm. the girl who is playing uh, Woody Harrelson's character, Jack Harlow's character, is doing like a Rosie Perez impression. It's almost like, hey, Dookie. It's like, stop doing that. It's really, really not good. And it's only streaming on Hulu, which says something about it. And yeah, I mean, if it didn't hit theaters, who cares? Right? There's, I mean, it, there are parts of it, Leighton, that are like scene for scene, camera shot for camera shot. And I know white men can't jump well because one summer I watched it like a hundred times. I loved that movie. Okay. It gave you, when I moved out to California, when I moved out to California, I was like, I'm going to be white men can't jump. And my brother's like, so first of all, you suck at basketball. And I was like, right. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I was like, yeah, Woody's character could actually play. Like he was a yeah. ball. He was, was like he was a baller. He just yeah. couldn't dunk. That was the whole point of the movie. Yeah, and I feel like just going back to your racially motivated, like this isn't really the time for that. Like I think no. we all have a couple of there's a couple of guys in the NBA. Like we have Austin Reeves and the Lakers just had Caruso. Nikola Jokic. We had right, yeah, Jokic, we had Tyler Hero. Like, I think we're at the point now where we're like, no, like if you can ball, you can ball. Like, yeah. Like it's not all. It's not like thirty-five John Stocktons just <laughs> reproduced and are now running the NBA, right? It's like there are right. some really good Those white dudes. Like, these are ballers. Man. Yeah, they're yeah. good. Um, <laughs> uh, Freddie Airmail probably cheaper to do this rather than drop something original for Harlow and everyone. Sure, but it still costs a butt ton of money to make a movie, yeah. and a movie that doesn't do anything new. I I don't know. Anyway, okay. It's so like, it's kind of. Like, did you see the new House Party? Oh, what a tragedy. I didn't watch it either. I didn't watch it. You watched it? I did. Because well, you're a play. So I feel like you're. I watch it all. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Like it's... yeah. Okay. Um, but here's the thing Freddie Airmail saying it. Don't have to write something new. Don't have to convince people to watch something they don't know about. Yeah, but it's Jack Harlow. So I think people would watch it regardless. Yeah. Like, what if it was Jack Harlow trying to make it in the PGA Championship? <laughs> No, but then they would just try to redo Happy Gilmore at that point. But shit, you're right. And he's, but yeah. he's a rapper. Instead of a hockey player, he's a rapper. But is Jack Harlow even, like, I've never seen him okay. or known to, like, I've never seen anybody create content and say, hey, he's really a hooper. Like, is he, did he look like he I don't know. basketball? I, because here's the thing. When you were talking, I, I couldn't tell. You know what the other thing they did that's so stupid, Layton? Is they made him dress like Woody Harrelson in the first one. They even went down to the wardrobe. M- N8 Dog says he was nice in the Celebrity Games. Yeah, he was pretty nice in the Celebrity Games. He's got a shot. Yeah. 
You know what the other thing that why like white men can't jump doesn't really work anymore is because we had the and one mixtape. Yeah. All those years. Yeah. And it was like half black dudes, half white dudes, and they could all ball. The scientist, the mustard guy, what was hot mm-hmm. sauce? Not mustard, you know what I mean. Hot Both. sauce. They're all of them. Yeah. Right? So this one, they're like, oh, white guys can't play. We all know on the courts now that white guys that show up might have a chance of being decent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the very least, there's the stereotypical he's your three-point shooter. Like yes! that's that's the solid stereotype. That's like yes. yeah. Other than that, yeah. What what is the, what is the point? I like the last frontier now is just they should have done one of a black guy playing hockey. <laughs> right? Like, maybe do that. Like, it's almost like, or or let's talk remakes. What if they redid Major League, but it's like all Hispanic baseball players? <laughs> and it's not, the, and obviously like, it's not like the, and then maybe they could talk about like, oh, well, the Cleveland Indians, they're now the Guardians. Like, they could do that. Sure. But sure. Yeah, no, they didn't have to remake this. They I'll, didn't I'll, have to. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll do that. I, I just I, I I I'm halfway through it and Amanda's like, why why yeah, I was like getting upset as I was watching it with like in bed on my phone with my earpods in. I'm going, like, oh come on, they're gonna do that scene too. It's the same scene. Yeah. So then <sighs> they like remake Rudy, even though it's a true story. But like, should they remake? That, that is a very that's a very good question. Do you remake movies about a true story that have already been made? Yes. Should we do that? Should we do that? Should we do the true Rudy, the Trudy, right? <laughs> so it's it's really what Rudy was like? From like the perspective of Joe Montana? Like, yes, yes. <laughs> like Montana funds the whole thing. He's yeah, like, listen. I, like, he starts off like, yeah, this one, yeah. throw it away. Yeah. This is the Trudy. <laughs> what if this is the Trudy? <laughs> like, there it is. I'm team. I'm. I am in. I, I'd watch on it. It. I would watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? What is the like the the okay black people playing hockey? There. There you go. Uh, is there like what are the other sports where the stereotype is this, and we have to convince people otherwise, and then still embrace that stereotype to ru- then ruin the rest of the movie? So, right? Like okay, black guy makes the NHL, or he's like in a pickup hockey game. A in white Canada. guy as a sprinter on the USA Olympic team. Boom. There it is. There it is. There you go. Boom. Yep. Not the 200, not the 400. No, no, like 100 the, meter dash. Yes. That guy. Yes. Actually, that's what a white man can run. That's what it should have been. That's what it should have been. If you're, if you're going to do a racially motivated sports movie. Yes. There it is. There it is. There it is. And what's crazy is we all have, like, in high school, even in college, we all know the white friend who was actually really fast. Really fast. But like crazy fast. Mainstream, we don't see this. So, yeah, no, we should have done that. Yep. I would yep. watch that. White man can't run. I'm in. Specifically, we should have, no, let's take it further. It should have <laughs> been, it should have been kind of like a Tarzan. Yeah. He ends up being born in Jamaica. And now, oh. he has to, now he's oh. like, he has to race and try to make it on the Jamaican national team. Yes. That's a good movie. That is it. And, and you have, it's cool runnings boom. meets white men can't jump. Boom. And I love cool runnings. It's so good. It was one of the most like stupid questions I asked Rachel. Because you know, Rachel, she's Jamaican, her family's Jamaican. Yeah, yeah. I did have that stupid moment where I was like, have you seen this movie? Like, she's like, Yes. 
obscene. Did you did you bring a copy of, of it on DVD to like the first time you met her parents? You're like, do you guys know about this movie? No. <laughs> this movie's That's so good. Worst, that would have been the worst date for me to do. What if you like the first time you get together with her family and they're like, it's maybe like a, a weekend with her family, even though I know they're in Atlanta, but let's just say for the movie's sake, okay? Right. You go to meet her family for a long weekend, meet the parents style. And they are Jamaican. You are not Jamaican. And you're like, let's have a movie night. And you just start cool running. Cool running. Don't even ask them. Just start cool running. We have a great movie I think you all would love. Love. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like when I tell people when my folks are from Louisiana, they ask me about Princess and the Frog. It's like, <laughs> and it's like, yes, my grandfather actually really sounds like Raymond in the fly. Like, <laughs> that is like that is that is our cool running. Like, <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. We just came up with like nine, like nine really good ideas. You're upsetting Jinxie Cat. <laughs> By the way, this is really one of my favorite movie series. I love, love them all. What Princess and the Frog? No, um, Meet the Parents, Meet oh. the Fockers, Little Fockers, like so good. Meet them all. Love them. So good. You know what is funny too is like. Uh, a lot of cultures don't like movies about their cultures in 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 mm. the ways because so, so like Jamaican because I had a Jamaican roommate and I was like dude what are your thoughts on Cool Runnings he's like I don't know we don't really like that one and I'm like but but it's like a Disney classic so good yeah how can you not like it whereas on the flip side Italian people are like you like Godfather I'm like yeah it's awesome it's about Italians killing everybody like <laughs> why I shouldn't like that movie. It appropriates Italian culture. It's like we're all gangsters. We're all gangsters. No, nope. yeah. Okay, uh, Jim. We got like a couple back. A uh, couple more to get to. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Back to work. All right. Uh, late now. I'm not even. I'm not even rooting for a single team in the NHL overtime. But I want in, in the NHL playoffs right now. I'm just yeah. enjoying enjoying postseason hockey. And I stayed up and watched that Panthers-Hurricanes game one mm -hmm. that went into four overtimes. Now, mm -hmm. I will tell you a brief story. My senior year of high school, the Penguins were playing the Flyers, a team that we do not like, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's our biggest rival in hockey. It's, I mean, it, the Capitals, because of Ovechkin and Crosby, but for the most part, we hate the Flyers. The Flyers hate us, whatever. This is the 2000 playoffs. So we still don't, we don't have Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Uh, our team is sort of in a bit of a rebuild, like Lemieux, whatever. Anyway, we go into five overtimes. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I am, my dad is at the game with guys from work. My brother and I are in our basement here in the house where I'm currently sitting. Okay. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it was 1.30 in the morning and it was a school night. And my mom, there was no way she was going to, like, turn off the television. I mean, we're in the fifth overtime period. My dad said at the game, after the third overtime was over, they reopened the beer, food, and, like, all the stands. They, like, reopened some of them, and people just rushed and bought as much as they could and went back. Yeah. Sat through a fourth overtime and then sat through ten minutes of the fifth overtime just to watch us lose. Oh, We lost in Pittsburgh. Keith Primo scored the goal. My brother and I both, like, there were, I think that's probably top five most devastated I've been during a sporting event in my life. Okay. So watching that game, it just gives me so much anxiety. Oh, because it brings you back. It brings me right oh. back to that. So what are your top three 
most devastating moments in your sports? One, and it's not even close, is um, 1992 uh, NLCS, Sid Bream sliding into home off a weak throw from Barry Bonds in left field when we put in a reliever that should never have been on the mound against a guy who his entire career had two hits up until that point and okay. ended his career with 19 total hits. Francisco Cabrera, look it up. Okay. Okay. Against who, Leighton? The Atlanta effing Braves. Oh, yeah. In 1992. I, st- I, I didn't go to – when I was in Atlanta for four months, yeah, I was yeah, like, we should go to a Braves game. I was like, no. No. I will not go and see anybody. I see people in Atlanta Braves hats and I get upset. Anyhow. Okay. What are you, do you have, well, so that's one. Yeah. Three is the Keith Primo goal. And two is the Richard Mendenhall fumble against the Packers in the Super Bowl in 2011. Okay. I have some. Go. I have some. Obviously, number one. Super Bowl 51. 28 to three. 28 to three. We'll yeah. never get over that one. Yeah. Like, I, I've told myself we would have to win two Super Bowls yes. for us to like really get over it. Yeah. Um, okay. This one, this is number three. Just like you have one with the Braves. I have one with Penn State. It was the 2008 or 2009 Capital One Bowl. Mm. The first time I've ever seen this happen. We're going in. Clock is running down. It's muddy. It's wet. Y'all tackle our guy, and your like your D lineman literally sat on top of our dude, so he couldn't get up, and we couldn't get back to the to the line of scrimmage, and the clock ran out on us. We lost that game. I remember. But number two would be 2011 national championship. Should have never played Alabama in that national title, and we lose 21 to zero. Because fun fact, LSU has never played in the national championship outside of New Orleans. So every, every national championship LSU has won has been in the Sugar Bowl or in New Orleans because, you know, now it's yeah, you know, BBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, every single one. The 1958 one, <clears throat> Sugar Bowl. 2003 was the Sugar – was in New Orleans. 2007 was in New Orleans. So now it's backyard, right? Even 2019, yeah. greatest team of all time, Joe Burrow. That was Clemson. Superdome. Was Superdome. Yeah. Playing Alabama. And what happened was that we beat Bama – regular season and the team we should have faced was Oklahoma State. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And they said the computers said Bama's the number two team in the nation. And we didn't get past the 50 yard line until I think the fourth quarter. I, I remember watching that game thinking both teams have no offense and this is just a defensive game. Yeah. Because it was a bunch of field goals, wasn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Was it were there was there a the touchdown? Regular, yeah the regular season matchup was just yeah. but then the national championship they came in and just God. 21-0. Oh, man. Yeah. Freddie Airmel says that Pirates have not won a division title in my lifetime. Yes. Thanks, Freddie. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Uh, okay. We've got two more. Jim, what's next? Tonight. Look at look at our founders there. Sports Emmys. Holding bottles of barrel bourbon. Okay. Yeah. We're up for two of them. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer happy with nominations, Leighton. No, we got to win. I want to win. You got to win. If you were going to pick the ones you think we win, is, right, it fan in, is it fan interaction or is it digital innovation? I think it's digital innovation. Okay. Okay. Um, even though I was going to be a jerk. All right. So just so fans though, for digital innovation, we're going up against the Mac and Roll versus Mac and Roll, whatever that is. Which was pretty cool. It was. I didn't watch it. Okay. Um, it, he just serves balls at his 
digital self from like 1977. Oh. Okay. And then, and then a machine hits it back. Okay. We're going up against the NBA app for NBA digital. Yep. The, which one is this? The 26th Winter Olympic Games. Okay. And Thursday Night Football on Prime Vision. Yeah, but none of them had fans calling plays <laughs> and then overlaying them on the field to see what they call. Exactly. Right now, if you look at outstanding interactive experience, we're going up against the college football national championship mega cast, mm -hmm. um, 2022 FIFA World Cup, the Winter Olympic Games again, and then Thursday night football on Prime Video. But again, I see, I think we're going to win fan interaction because or interactive experience because it is the only all of those other ones are just people watching the sport mm -hmm. and giving you like, okay. On this thing, it's like, oh, this is part of this. But there isn't one port that, like, is literally immersive interaction. Exactly. So that's why I think we win interactive experience. Okay, that's a good one. Okay. That's a good argument. Okay. Um, if I could, because of that, I would want to win the interactive experience only because I would love to say we beat the College Football National Championship. The and don't, don't forget, Messi won this past World Cup. I know. So we could say we beat... CFP and Messi and the Olympics in a Big category. Deal. Yeah, I'll take that one. Big I'll deal. Big deal. I like that. I like that. Also, so tune in tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, tweet yeah. at us. Tell us all about it at Fan Controlled. Um, I'm gonna uh, let's let's end this one early. You can get out, enjoy New York a little bit. Uh, yeah. Head to the Spring Lounge, Lombardi's Pizza, Rice yeah. to Riches, all in that Soho area. Um, oh, Prince Street Pizza. Go check out Prince Street Pizza. That's the yeah. one you should really hit. I'm just um, hop around. Just... Hop around. Lombardi's, you can only buy a full pie, right? Oh. Um, Prince Street, you can buy slices and you can bring them into Spring Lounge. It's a BYOF establishment. They don't I've never heard food. of that ever. Yeah. So okay. you can bring your own food into the into the bar. Nice. Um, this is back to work. We're here every single Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific for Leighton Batiste, Josh McCuga. Thanks to Ruthless Cutie for everything she does behind the scenes and to Jim. Afro Crenshaw, the legend, the New York legend. He argued with us about New York fandom before this show. Yep. Maybe we'll bring on some other New York fans here pretty soon and really just get their take on the on the outlook of the world and why it is so important to really scare people when it comes to your fandom. Uh, I, I, I will leave you with this. I think that sausage on pizza should be crumpled and not sliced. Yes. The crumbled is always better. Crumbled is always better, right? Mm -hmm. Done and done. Layton, enjoy New York. See everybody. Until then, get back to work. This has been a presentation of the Fan Controlled Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. If you enjoyed the show, leave a review, subscribe to this network, follow us across all our social media channels, and tell everyone you know that the future of sports is here, and it's fan controlled. LF.